Because, of course, you know, I, I kind of think to myself, would I rather get all the way to the championship game and get beat on a last-second dagger? Or would I go into a tournament with all kinds of expectations just to go out there and get gun-clapped by ICDC College of Memphis? Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, hey now, how are you doing today? My name is J. Scott Smith, and this is episode 6, numero 6, of JSC Radio, which you can now hear on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Yes, sir. Lots been going on in the last few days, and that's a couple of big announcements I made. I made both of them on my Twitter and on my Instagram, both names of which being at J. Scott Smith. Be sure to follow. And, yeah, you could be listening to me right now. In fact, you likely are listening to me right now in one of three places. On the original home, SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash J. Scott Smith, or on our two new homes. It's beginning to start a network here. The JSC Radio Network even. Coming to you from Stitcher. Yes, Stitcher Radio. So download that Stitcher app. Get it on your any form of smartphone or tablet. Doesn't make a difference if you got an iPhone, if you got an Android, if you've got a Kindle Fire, if you've got an iPad. You can download the Stitcher app and you can have me coming right at you through the speakers. Plus, we are now on iTunes. So go to the App Store on your iPhone or on your iPad or on your computer. Search either JSC Radio or J. Scott Smith. Ha And you'll find the big, beautiful blue logo. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and you're locked in because once you subscribe, the show will automatically download onto your device whenever a new episode drops. So you don't even have to hit refresh. You'll just be sitting there on your phone and like, Hello! Hey, it's another episode of JSC Radio. So yes, yes indeed, JSC Radio once again can be heard on SoundCloud, the original page. But for a lot easier listening, download the Stitcher app, get Stitcher Radio on demand, or you can holler at me on iTunes. So let's get down to business as I've gotten done shilling for myself. That's actually kind of fun. And let's just let's just get rocking on this thing. Since last Saturday night when we last joined you, WrestleMania happened. And there will be a WrestleMania recap on the back end of this show. So don't think that I forgot. We'll start this show, which, by the way, for you new listeners, welcome. Damn it, welcome. This is a sports show that's not really a sports show. I mean, we definitely will talk sports a majority of the time. But not the X's and O's and which pitcher is going to do this and what defense and and I heard this nasty trade rumor. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, if it warrants it, we'll get into that. I mean, hell, both the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs are about to start. And I will already tell you next week, that will be the focus of the entire damn episode. Yes, I'll even talk hockey here. But this show is going to get into a little bit of everything. Anybody who's heard the first five episodes knows I will talk about a heavy issue like Flint if I have to. I will damn sure talk about just social commentary like the issues I have on social media. And if anybody notices, it's just getting nastier and just getting uglier out there on social media. So I wasn't sitting here yanking on your chain. And yes, obviously we'll talk about hip-hop. I'd much prefer to talk about hip-hop when not using it in the guise of one of my favorite rappers 
and a member of one of my favorite rap groups passing away far too soon, like we did with Fife, however, we'll do that here too. This is JSC Radio, which stands for J. Scott Confidential, the name of the blog that I originally started way back in 2003 and christened JSC in 2009. If you want to get to the blog, it's jscottsmith.wordpress.com. Make sure you go check that out too. Show love and support across all the platforms if you so choose to. One thing I hadn't really talked about, and, well, you know, I largely didn't talk about it because, you know, why would I talk about something that just would piss me off anyway? And that would be the NCAA tournament. I made a very brief reference to it a couple weeks ago. The reason I didn't talk about it, well, simply put, what's there to talk about? My alma mater, Michigan State University, decided they wanted to go out on the very first game of the tournament and get beat by a community college from the middle of Tennessee. Here come the Spartans! That's essentially what Middle Tennessee State is. Middle Tennessee State is just barely a D1 school. Middle Tennessee State had no business being within 15 points of the Spartans. Middle Tennessee State won that damn game by nine. Scored 90 points. Just outlandish. My, my alma mater the alma mater, Michigan State University, coached by the newly christened Hall of Famer, Tom Izzo. Hey now, congratulations. They went out there, prohibitive favorites to win the whole damn thing. And people will try to be revisionists and say they didn't have MSU winning. That's BS. MSU, along with Kansas, go figure, were the two prohibitive favorites with North Carolina third and then maybe off in the distance, Villanova. And Instead, what did MSU do? They went out there as a two seed, got down 15 to two to some gaggle of no names who might, if one of them's lucky, they might end up at the end of an NBA bench or maybe being a star in the D League or they might get a sniff of time in Europe. It's They go out there, get down 15-2, can never catch up and they end up losing. The rarity of a two seed getting popped by 15. And of course, what happened as soon as Middle Tennessee State, who played the game of their life, Middle Tennessee State plays the game of their life, the greatest game in the history of their program. We out here, we in here, we eating. We came to win a championship. What happened? They went out the very next day and got their ass kicked. Syracuse, a 10 seed. That little cute little Cinderella run that Syracuse went on, you could thank Michigan State University for that because Michigan State handed Syracuse a free trip to the second weekend by deciding not to show up against Middle Tennessee. So I had no reason to sit here and talk about the tournament. Why? Why would I want to sit here and talk about a tournament where my alma mater, a school that on average makes the Final Four once every two years, no, I'm not making that up. Michigan State's been in eight Final Fours since 1999. Eight. Counting 1999, it's 99, 2000, 2001, 2005, 2009, 2011, 12, last year. They've been to eight of these things. So what's there to talk about when your alma mater, which is basically makes the Final Four every other damn year, decides they don't want to show up against ICDC College? What the hell is there to say? Well, tournament ended. We all have seen it. We've all heard about it. It was one of the damnedest things and one of the greatest endings ever. I would argue that the only ending to a tournament that is anywhere in the ballpark as good as this is 1983 Derek Wittenberg putting in the airballed shot to beat the University of Houston. That's it. And even that wasn't with those kind of stakes. That wasn't a game-winning three. Wittenberg went up there and put the thing back in. Chris Jenkins was as ice-cold as it gets and knocking that down. When I say cold-blooded, I'm talking about Rick James cold-blooded. Let's set the let's set the scene here. Villanova, who I freely admit I completely dismissed as being a fraud. I figured Villanova was going to get to the tournament, they'd probably get to the second round and then they'd go out there and they would just get popped cuz that's just what happens to a school like Villanova. They're going to go out there, they're going to get worked and that's it. They're done. But to their credit, they played extremely well all the way through. They get into the final four 
absolutely destroy Oklahoma. When I saw that final score, I said, wait, what? 45 points. They they beat Oklahoma the way Michigan State was supposed to beat Middle Tennessee. My God. And then they go out there and get up 11 on North Carolina. Villanova hadn't won a national title since 1985. They would make the tournament. They would threaten. Hell, they got to the Final Four in 2009 in Detroit when MSU was there. But they just could not get over the hump. But they're up 11 on UNC, and then the Tar Heels come all the way back. They get this just absurd three double-clutch three-pointer to go with 4.2 seconds left, and that just sets it up for Villanova, who has one more play to stave off OT and five more minutes of hell with North Carolina, and this happened. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. If there's any time, and boy, they've got a problem on their hands if they do, because the streamers, the confetti, they would have to clear it. Watch this. And the recognition of Arch finding Jenkins. Miscommunication it's by out. North Carolina. It's out. It's, it's, good. it's, it's good. all the way. How about that? The wow. officials on the far side have already walked away now after seeing it. Oh, a national championship buzzer beater for the title. Wowzers. Just wow. Wow, dude. I cannot recall, and I don't think it had ever happened before. Wittenberg was the closest thing to it where you had a buzzer beater. Not, I mean, in his case, it was a buzzer beater putback. In Jenkins' case, it was just a step-up, man-sized, three-ball, game-over, series-over, Wildcats win. The Wildcats win. The only question I have is, why the hell wasn't somebody guarding the inbounder? Plays like that rarely end well when you don't guard the inbounder. It allowed the kid who got the inbound pass, Ryan Archidiakono. And by the way, you can only imagine how long it took me to learn how to pronounce that kid's name. But Ryan Archidiakono gets the ball, brings it up the floor. The two Tar Heel players close in on him, and he wheels around and kicks it to about as wide open a player as you can find in Jenkins. And by the time you can get somebody to run out on him, that shot's out of his hand. It's through the net. Game over. All hell breaks loose. And <laughs> Ratner Township, just outside of Philadelphia here, is going absolutely crazy. So all this has gone on off of one damn shot. And Villanova wins a championship that I, I ain't got nothing but respect for. They went out there and did it. I remember that night, now 16 years ago, when Michigan State won the national championship. East Lansing was on fire, not literally. It was on fire. It was amazing. Because we were at the Breslin Center that night, camped out. Because Michigan State hadn't won a national title since 1979 to that point. It was just an amazing, epic night. So congrats to those of you out there the Villanova faithful, the Wildcat faithful, those of you along the main line just outside here in Philadelphia. Big ups to you. I mean, it was a it was a crazy night. Villanova fans taking to the streets and celebrating and it was a it was a crazy night, but you guys earned it. You deserved it. I would much rather it had been Michigan State, but then again, I think about it, that's how it would have been Villanova Michigan State because North Carolina was on Michigan State side of that bracket. And I don't even know how I would have handled it 
if Michigan State gets all the way to the championship game and gets beat like that. I probably wouldn't be doing this show right now. I'd probably still be on the floor. <laughs> you probably would have had to transpose a crying Jordan face onto the JSC logo. So I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out would it have been better that MSU get all the way there just to get gun clapped at the finish or go out in the first round. You know what? I'd rather lose in the championship game because at least you get to the championship game. And I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for MSU, by the way. I'm not like those people down in Ann Arbor where every time they lose, it's 10,000 excuses. We got beat. We took it. It ain't fun. It's something that you'll never let us live down, but we got beat. And Villanova, congratulations. I will say this right before we close out this segment on Villanova. I got to ask the question, what the hell is wrong with Jim Nance? I like Jim Nance. I do. I like Jim Nance as a football announcer. I like the work he does with CBS, with the NFL. I like the work Jim Nance does on college basketball for the most part. But I don't know. Have y'all seen this thing he did with Archie Diakono after the game? Archie Diakono was the most valuable player of the whole damn tournament and everything. He had the assist on the game winner, the, the whole tournament ender. Jim Nance is seen handing his tie. He takes his tie off his from around his neck. And I, I wear ties a lot. So that tie is sweaty and it's hot and it's ugh. He's taking this tie off and handing it to this kid and then just telling him, and just, just telling him that how much he means to him, it just bestows it upon him. It was rather weird and kind of creepy. Well, Nance explained what the hell he was thinking. It's a, it's a personal Final Four tradition. The tie symbolizes a lot to me. My father, who taught me how to tie a tie, I just felt years ago that I wanted to do something to honor a senior on the team that wins the title to give them something to take home. I bring a new tie every year to the game, and I find a player who I, I'm inspired by everything about them, what they do on the floor, what they've done in the classroom. That was an easy one tonight. Uh, uh, what? You, you know what? No, no, no. We're going to run that back. Jim, I need you to explain to me again, why are you handing this tie off to this kid? It's a, it's a personal Final Four tradition. Oh, Oh, okay, strange, a little weird, very weird. All right, I can only imagine that Mr. Archie Diacono likely is not going to frame that tie. He's not going to be busting that bad boy out for a job interview. He's not going to be using that thing to go to an awards banquet or something. Really, Jim? I'm just going to give him your tie? And this is not like, you know... A typical yearly thing this is not like how at the end of the Thanksgiving football games it used to be like an all Madden award or they hand out turkey legs no you just kind of take it upon yourself to roll up on a dude just after they've won the biggest game of their life and you hand him a tie the hell's he supposed to do with the tie dude you want to you want to help him out scratch him off a check for how much you got paid to call the game that he's not getting paid to play in come on Jim come on bruh Gotta be better than that. Coming up after this quick break, we recap WrestleMania and the night after WrestleMania and what's going on going forward for WWE because WrestleMania was a beautiful mess. That's about the best way I can describe it. Congratulations to Villanova. You're the national champions. And to those of you provincial folk out here in Philadelphia who try to tell me and try to explain to me why Villanova doesn't deserve to have a parade in your city. They're not a Philly school. Oh, for God's sake. The Detroit Pistons have not played a game in the city of Detroit since 1984. They've won three NBA titles since then, playing in a stadium that's about 40 miles to the north. Where were those three championship parades held? In downtown Detroit. Get over yourself. Villanova's the 
best you got right now. I mean, geez, I thought Detroit was hostile toward Michigan State, but the way they talk out here, you'd think Villanova was 200 miles away. Shouts out to the city of Philly, but y'all got to do better than that. This is JSC Radio. We'll be back after this. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Hey now, it's J. Scott Smith here, the host of JSC Radio. And I want to personally take a second to thank you for taking out your time to listen to this show. But one other thing I would love for you to do while you're here is to take a little extra time and click on that Amazon link below the player. See, when you click on that Amazon link below the player, anything you purchase, and you don't have to purchase anything right now, but just bookmark it, save it to your favorites. And the next time you go on Amazon to purchase whatever it is, whether it's, I don't know, computer equipment or music, or you could be trying to buy a watch or buy a suitcase or buy a new microphone in case you want to start podcasting. Whenever you want to do that, click on the Amazon link, go buy whatever you want, and whenever you purchase something on Amazon, a little bit of it gets chipped off to help JSC Radio keep rocking, keep rolling, and keep growing. So again, click on that little Amazon link right beneath the player. You'll see it. It's highlighted right beneath the player. Save it to your bookmarks. You ain't got to buy nothing right now, but the next time you want to jump on Amazon, put your Amazon Prime to use. And also, it will definitely work if you want to download music and download Amazon Video too. A little bit of money gets shipped off to JSC Radio to help keep us moving. Really appreciate it. So show some love, get on Amazon, and click the link. (laughs) Hey now, it's J. Scott Smith here, the host of JSC Radio, which you can now hear on Stitcher Radio. That's right, Stitcher is radio on demand. Now you can download the free app today and it's available on iOS, Android, as well as Nook and Kendall Fire. You can take JSC Radio anywhere. The app is free, you can listen anytime, anywhere. Now if you're wondering what Stitcher is, Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all of your favorite shows, plus discover 40,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows such as JSC Radio. You can create custom playlists. You can rate and review this show and others on Stitcher. Please drop a friendly review on the show. Not only is Stitcher available on all smartphones and tablets, it's also in over 4 million car dashboards. It's on demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory on any of your devices. You can stream your favorite podcasts, like JSC Radio, for free on Stitcher. You don't have the Stitcher app? Simple. Go to Stitcher.com today or check out the App Store on whichever device you use. Stitcher Radio. Be sure to check it out. This is JSC Radio. Hey now, welcome back to JSC Radio. One thing I forgot to mention in that segment is there were multiple calls of that incredible Chris Jenkins shot. And I mean, that shot was just mind-blowing. I One thing I've always wanted to do is handle play-by-play. I don't know how I would have been able to handle a call like that. That was just money. But one of the better calls you'll hear of that shot came from the international feed of the game. Because remember, the game is distributed by Turner and CBS, as well as the NCAA. Hence explaining why, for some bizarre reason, the national championship game is not on CBS, but on TBS. Not even TNT, but I digress. You got the TBS slash CBS call with Jim Nance, The international call belonged to ESPN. Here's the call from one Sean McDonough and Dick Vitale. On the floor. They have to get it in with no timeouts. They do. Archie Diacono. Archie Diacono off to Jenkins. For the win! National championship for Villanova! 
absolutely incredible. I mean, it's also kind of ridiculous how it sounds like as soon as he hits that shot, they're in the middle of a war zone because all the fireworks start going off inside of the stadium down there in Houston. But yeah, Sean McDonough with just an incredible call on an incredible shot. And damn it if it's not strange that Sean McDonough just keeps seeming to find his way right into the middle of some amazing finishes to games. For some odd reason, I can't help but think that I... That I think Sean McDonough was involved in another call of a very wild finish to a game. And it was recently, too. I think it was a football game that was played in, hmm, it was played in some really large, cavernous stadium in, in Michigan. It was back in October, and it involved a couple of teams in the Big Ten. Uh, I wonder, uh, Sean, could you refresh my memory? What exactly happened to the snap? Well, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free! It's picked up by Michigan State's Jalen Watts-Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game! Unbelievable! Oh, that's right. Sean McDonough was a part of that particular call. But for real, all silliness aside, that's absolutely crazy that Sean McDonough from ESPN and ABC just so happened to be sitting there calling the end of that, and at the same time, he happened to be the guy who called this. Whoa, he has trouble with the snap! A ain't that something? <laughs> ain't that amazing? Yes, you can send all your hate mail this way, Michigan fans. Oh, there was trouble with the snap. And the ball is free! But now we get off of that, and we head over to... The other reason we're doing this show is to do a recap of WrestleMania because episode five talked about the run-up to WrestleMania. It talked about why I love WrestleMania. And I even went out on a limb and decided to do something I normally don't do. I made predictions on WrestleMania, and it turned out that my predictions were, huh, I did okay. I got a few of them right. I got a few of them way the hell off. I figured, first and foremost that either Charlotte or Sasha Banks would win the new WWE Women's Championship. Thank God I was right on that one. They unveiled that brand new, beautiful Women's Championship belt during the kickoff show to WrestleMania, and Charlotte Flair ended up winning the match and transitioning from the Divas Championship to the Women's Championship. So I got that one right. I got it right on Brock Lesnar. I did. I got it right on Brock Lesnar, winning against Dean Ambrose. I got it right on The Undertaker, even though Shane McMahon did what Shane McMahon does, and which was one of the craziest damn things I've ever seen. And mind you, I saw The Undertaker toss Mick Foley off Hell in a Cell live in 1998. That was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Shane McMahon diving headlong, voluntarily, off Hell in a Cell through a table that missed The Undertaker. He ends up eating a tombstone after being dragged to his feet. It was that, that was outrageous. So I got that one right. And unfortunately, I was dead on right about how the night would end. That Roman Reigns would win the World Heavyweight Championship and he would get booed out of the building by 101,000 people. That's a lot of hate. That's a lot of heat. There, that's so much heat, you might think you were in hell. You might think you were in the Earth's core, getting booed by 101,000 people. I said it, he might as well be out there in an Eagles jersey. He might as well be Tony Romo throwing yet another game-killing interception in the middle of that stadium. That's how much hatred and heat he was getting at the end of the night. And part of it was deserved because the championship match was a total dud. But yeah, he earned those boos. He's earned them. The other parts of WrestleMania that I got totally wrong 
include the Intercontinental Championship match. I actually said these words. Can you picture Zack Ryder, Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion? Well, I had to picture it because the dude went out there and won it. Shockingly. Zack Ryder, he of the hype bros, he of the internet championship, he of he went out of his way to get himself over five years ago and got buried because of it. That Zack Ryder. The Zack Ryder who up until the previous week hadn't won a match that wasn't in NXT for like a year. It was outrageous that all of a sudden this guy just who ain't done nothing suddenly goes from nothing to something and wins the Intercontinental Championship. More on that in a second. Another one that I got wrong, I thought New Day was going to win. They didn't, but at the end of that, we got the rather cool scene of the League of Nations calling out any three guys from the back, and out comes Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mick Foley, I'm guessing he was Cactus Jack in this particular case, and Shawn Michaels, who looks in better shape now than he did when he retired. (laughs) That was rather wild. It also led to the rather humorous moment of Rusev taking a Stone Cold stunner like a total champion. And then for good measure, Austin also gave Xavier Woods a stunner too. I won't even lie to you. That would be one of the greatest and coolest moments of my life if I took a Stone Cold stunner. I don't care how it looks. He hit me with a stunner. I'd go bragging to people about it. That's how cool that had to be for him. I'm sure. I mean, it probably didn't feel cool right in that moment. But afterwards, I'm sure it was just totally awesome. Another thing that I figured that I would get right that I got totally wrong is Chris Jericho and AJ Styles because I figured there was no way no damn way that AJ Styles is going to lose his Wrestlemania debut well got that one wrong got that one all the way wrong because guess what AJ Styles lost to Chris Jericho now mind you it seemed to set up what was going to happen on Monday but Jericho who the last time they'd seen him in Wrestlemania he was getting beat by some dude named Fandango he goes out and beats AJ Styles, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Another thing came out of it is the Andre the Giant Battle Royal was, eh. One of the two fun moments out of the whole thing was Shaq, yes, Shaquille O'Neal, another newly minted Hall of Famer, being the final entrant into the damn thing. And the other is Baron Corbin from NXT winning it. Like, straight up winning it. Like, he just ended up making an entrance into the thing without any sort of fanfare. He was sprinkled in there amongst the likes of Tyler Breeze and the Ascension and friggin' Tatanka, where he's like one of the few wrestlers from 1993 that's, like, still alive and active, and they dropped him on in there. So Tatanka is one of the guys in there, and Baron Corbin ends up winning it by tossing out Kane, which was rather surprising. So... All in all, because I'm not even going to get into the preliminary matches, the the 10 Diva match, which is nuh, and the U.S. title match, which just wasn't worth a damn, and the tag match with the Usos and the Dudleys, which bleh. I, I've heard that there were plenty of issues down there with people getting into the building initially. Like, the, the first hour and a half of the damn thing was between the USA Network and the WWE Network, and it looked like one of those old videos they show of, world-class championship wrestling back in the 80s where cats are walking into Texas Stadium and the damn thing's half full. But they were but they were really making a lot of noise. That's what that looked like during the first hour and a half of the kickoff show. There may have been 30,000 people in there. And remember, it's a 100,000-seat stadium, so you can only imagine how barren that looked. So that was a little weird. And it was nearly six hours worth of wrestling all told at the end. And to have that 30-minute dog of a match for your world title be the show closer it was oof that was not good i give that wrestlemania probably about a c i won't give it a d 
It's And it's certainly not in the WrestleMania 9, WrestleMania 11 area. It ain't that bad. It's not WrestleMania 2 bad is what we're saying here. But on the greatest thing, I'd give it a C. Then we get to the night after WrestleMania. Which, of course, that's what I was watching. And I'm not going to sit here in front. I didn't watch the whole NCAA championship game. I waited till Raw ended. And then I picked up at the perfect time, obviously, to see how the game ended. So... We we get to the night after WrestleMania. There's no Brock Lesnar. There's no Dean Ambrose. There's no Triple H. There's no Stephanie, who took a spear from Roman Reigns in the middle of the damn thing. So she's out. All you get is a happy-go-lucky Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon looking like he got run over by a car, which essentially he did. Vince decides, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get upstage. I'm going to let you take the show over. So let me get this straight. So after everything we've been through, after six weeks of building it up as an all-or-nothing deal, you come out in five minutes and say, the hell with it. Give Shane the shot. Let him run the show. I'm out of here. But it's only temporary. And overall, the show the night after WrestleMania was okay. It was pretty good. You had a few guys come up from NXT, by the way few episodes from now, not going to figure out and tell you when, but there's going to be a show dedicated to NXT solely because I need to really get into how much I love NXT as opposed to how much I'm meh about the rest of the product in WWE. But you get a few of the guys from NXT coming up. You got Apollo Crews, the aforementioned Baron Corbin came up. You have the return of Cesaro from injury during the main event. And my boys, Enzo and Cass, who... Just go on YouTube and look up Enzo and Cass from Monday Night Raw. It'll be one of the first things that pops up. They are the truth. Think New Age Outlaws, the New York version. They are the truth on the microphone. When I say that place went crazy, when they came out on the Dudley Boys, it went nuts. That was a Road Warrior size pop that they got coming out there. Absolutely incredible. It was good to see them. We go back to another thing that happened on Monday. I remember I mentioned Zack Ryder. He was the Intercontinental Champ. 24 hours. 24 of the best hours of his life. He puts the picture up of him and Scott Hall, where Scott Hall let him hold the Intercontinental Championship belt in 1994 after WrestleMania 10, and it was like one of the coolest moments of his life. And then he took a picture after winning it the night before with Scott Hall, where Scott Hall got to hold his Intercontinental Championship belt. It was really touching. And then out came The Miz, the guy who damn near won the ladder match the night before. He challenges into this match, and they're going back and forth. Out to the floor goes Miz, who gets in the face of Zack Ryder's dad. Zack's dad shoves him to the ground. Should have been a disqualification. Shoves him to the ground, and out of the crowd pops Maurice, the former WWE diva, the former divas champion. She was one of the early, in fact, she, for the longest, she was one of the longest reigning divas champions. That was that really bad era of women's wrestling in WWE, by the way. And she comes out and gets in the face of Zack Ryder's father and slaps him. This, of course, distracts Ryder, who then eats the skull-crushing finale, and Miz, for the fifth time, is Intercontinental Champ. So not only did Zack Ryder make it a full 24 hours with the damn belt, when he gets beat, he gets beat by not, you know, Owens, not Sami Zayn. Yeah, beat by The Miz. Dude, we come to the end of all this. And at the end of the night, by the way, you have just this amazing fatal four-way match with AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens and Cesaro, who replaced Sami Zayn, who got jumped in the back. And AJ Styles beats Chris Jericho, gets that win back with the Styles Clash, no less. 
to become the number one contender and set up a match against Roman Reigns, who's turning more and more heel by the second. I love it. I was saying over and over again, if anybody, anyone who follows my tweets knows that I've been saying repeatedly, he's the monster heel that company's been looking for. They've just been pushing him as a babyface for the last two years. He's the heel that that company needs, and AJ is the perfect foil for him, the perfect guy to chase him for the next few months for that world title. It's all coming together, or at least it seems, because you can't really trust WWE to get it right. But I mean, it could be worse. They could be TNA. So that'll do it. Hope it was as good for you as it was for me. My name's Jay Scott Smith, reminding you next week here on JSC Radio, which you can hear on Stitcher Radio and on iTunes. We're prepping for the NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs. Playoffs? Yes, we're talking about playoffs, damn it. Take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pets spayed or neutered. And we are out of here. Whoa, he has trouble with the snap. I'll see you next week. Check it out. This is JSC Radio.